Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And you're about to Get Jumped. Welcome to Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we've got a special episode coming to you from Anime Central. Yes, Anime Central 2019 is where this episode was recorded from, so stick around and we're going to jump in. Alright, welcome back. We are here with another voice actor interview. Would you mind introducing yourself? Sure, my name is Crispin Freeman. Crispin. Alright, and what are some roles that anime fans might recognize you from? I uh, might recognize me as Alucard in Helsing, okay. uh, Togusa in Ghost in the Shell, Sume in Wolf's Reign, Alan Gabriel in The Big O, uh, Itachi in Naruto, Shizuo in Durarara, and the whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> I actually was talking to Blake earlier about it, and I was like, I just saw Howl's Moving Castle, and you were at the start giving like a little speech beforehand. And yes, I was like, I was. I'm going to get to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been doing voice acting? I've been voice acting since 1997. Okay. Yeah. And um, how did you get into it? Uh, well, I give a whole big blow-by-blow blow about how I broke into the industry on my podcast. Okay. I have a podcast called Voice Acting Mastery. Oh, Voice cool. Acting uh, Mastery? Voice Acting Mastery. Okay. I've been running it since uh, 2011. Okay. Um, but in a nutshell, I was a theater actor in New York City, and I'd always been a big anime fan. And I was at a theater festival, a uh, summer theater festival I was working, and a friend of mine caught me watching anime and offered to put me in touch with the studios that were recording anime in New York. Uh, my initial response is I didn't want to do it because I wasn't that big a fan of dubs back then. Right. Um, because the dubs in the, you know, 80s, 90s could be a questionable time. Yeah. Um, but then I realized that most people's introduction to anime was through dubs, and I wanted that introduction to be as good as possible. So, so you're I, like being the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. <laughs> so I called them up and said, change my mind. Put me in touch. They were auditioning for a little show called Slayers. Okay. And so I got a small part Prince Hallis in Slayers. And I guess I didn't totally suck because they invited me back to audition for Zilgadis. Yeah. And I booked Zilgadis in the Slayers. And then it was sort of off to the races. Right. That is awesome. Right? Yeah, that's really cool. We are... Uh we uh, cover anime and we're covering Naruto, so the Itachi mm. part is of a particular interest. Mm. So how was it... Did you do Itachi for the uh, for both Naruto and Shippuden? Yes. Okay, so how is it going from everyone's most hated big brother to, like, this beloved, misunderstood <laughs> bad boy? Well, you know, it's an interesting thing because whenever I play a character, I always sort of want to understand their psychological center, what's motivating them, where are they coming from. And when I came in to play Itachi, the, the sort of first time he showed up in the show, and he grabs Sasuke by the scruff and throws him up against, up against the wall and says, you don't have enough hate. You know, he's all up in his face. And so as an actor, I have to look at this scene and say, well, why is Itachi doing this? And from the very get-go, I looked at him and I said, I think he loves his brother. Like, nothing else makes sense. Yeah. If he hates his brother, he would just kill him. Oh, yeah. Right. And if he was indifferent to his brother, he wouldn't get in his face like that. Like, yeah. you only do that with someone that you care about. And so, I, from the very beginning, I was like, you know, I think he loves his brother. And, of course, all the fans were like, no, Itachi's evil. He's horrible. He's terrible. And then five years later, they're like, oh, my God, he loves his brother. And I'm like, called it. 
That's Turns out the person playing him knows better than you. <laughs> uh, so I was uh, just eavesdropping, so there's a lot of noise because there's uh, open auditions for voice acting nearby, and it's loud. But I was uh, <laughs> eavesdropping on them, and they were talking about some of the challenges of voice acting is that you only get a little bit of information before you have to give the performance, and sometimes you don't even see the whole scene. What is that like, especially with a background in theater where you read through the script and memorize it and you're ready? Yeah, well, that's that's why I like to call uh, voice acting uh, sort of instant acting. You just sort of add water and go. Okay. Um, voice actors are the short order cooks of the acting world. We're given a dozen eggs, a loaf of bread, and some milk, and we're told, quick, make breakfast for 20. You know? Okay. Like, um, so it's a challenge. Um, and what happens is, is that you need to have a lexicon of information and experience and knowledge of characters and character types and stories so that when things start coming at you, you can sort of fill in the missing pieces of what's going on. Um, because you don't get rehearsal. You don't get the script ahead of time. In the world of anime, it is sometimes possible to watch the show beforehand because ostensibly it's made in Japan first and then brought over here to be dubbed. Right. But nowadays, that's not even the case. There's yeah. times when shows are simul-dubbed and you just sort of have to wing it as you go. Um, so I'm usually relying on my experience and my knowledge of storytelling and characters and trying to make sure I know where things are going. And when I don't, I have to ask the director and I have to depend on the director to tell me what's okay. going on hoping that they know a lot more about the arc of the story than I might. Yeah. So, and it, I mean, it sounds like you were very clearly on with Itachi and, you know, used some basic actor skills to do that that comes with acting but not with everything else. So, have you ever gotten that? <laughs> Did you ever have a, have a read where when you look back with information that you get later on, you're like, oh, man, this, is, this was such a turn that was so unexpected that nobody really understood, and if I knew that, I would have... And done this in a totally different way. Yeah, actually, very early in my career, like the second big show I worked on was Revolutionary Girl Utena. And when I was uh, brought in to, I was they, I, I was cast as Toga Kiryu, the student council president. But then there was this character. Uh, it was one line in like the first episode, I believe, a character called Dios, and nobody knew who this Dios character was. So I fall back on my knowledge. Dios is Latin for God, and so I assumed it was some sort of godlike, fatherly voice. You know, it turns out no, actually, Dios is the Rose Prince, and he's actually quite a young character. Okay. And so looking back on it now, you know, I did my best that I could in the moment, right. but had I known, I would have chosen to do a much younger sounding voice yeah. for that character if I'd known where it was going. I love that thought process, though, because it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So is this, is this kind of the stuff that you talk about on your show? What is your podcast about? Well, my podcast is mostly about what it takes to work as a professional in the industry. Okay. Um, and I do have episodes about how to play villains and how to play heroes. Um, so I do talk about needing to understand storytelling and characters on a deep level. Um, but it, I'm talking about all aspects of voice acting, uh, some of the technical aspects, you know, some of the equipment you need to understand, the mindset what it takes to be believable as an actor. Acting, in a nutshell, is playing pretend. Professional acting is playing pretend so believably that people will pay you to do it. Right. How in the world do you play pretend so believably that people will pay you to do it? Well, there's a craft to it. You know, there's ways of thinking about and approaching acting. So I spend most of the podcast uh, 
trying to explain that, doing interviews with people, answering questions from my podcast audience about that sort of thing. Awesome. I also have uh, other work that I do in mythology scholarship, and that's where I usually go deeper into the sort of meaning and structure of story and the sort of uh, mythological influences on storytelling and hero journeys okay. in all sorts of animation and films and whatnot. So you'll, you'll bring this mythological perspective to sort of inform story and how that informs the performer? Yeah, so my, my scholarship is basically about how religious traditions affect pop culture heroes. Okay. So why do Americans write about superheroes? Why do the Japanese write about giant robots? How do these, what kind of cosmologies do these heroes function in, which shapes the goal that they're striving towards? Okay. So somebody like Superman is striving for truth, justice, and the American way. Right. Um, and justice has this notion of right and wrong, a sort of cosmic dualism that there is good and evil, and the good must triumph and the evil must be obliterated. Astro Boy, who is arguably the most popular comic book character in Japan, he's not fighting for justice, he's fighting for peace. That's a very different goal. Yeah. There's no sense that one side is right and one side is wrong. It's that both sides must somehow negotiate a relationship to coexist. And this makes sense because Astro Boy is a robot, and there's robots, and there's humans. One side isn't right, and one side isn't wrong. The humans, the robots, have to find a way to live together. Because when Astro Boy starts, the robots are being traded like slaves. And all the humans discriminate against robots. And then there are robots that say, this is wrong, we are the superior creature. We should be controlling the humans, we should be on top. And Astro Boy says, no, that's not right either. So he's trying to negotiate some sort of coexistence. There's no coexistence with Lex Luthor, right? Right. There, there, there's no reforming of Lex Luthor. Yeah. He has to be... He can't be killed because Superman is ostensibly ethical. So he's in prison and he escapes. He's in prison. He escapes. He's in prison. He escapes. You know, like... And so you have comic books. Right. But these, these, these heroes work very differently. The cosmology that they work in is very different. And the goals they're striving for are very different. And they're informed by the religious traditions that these characters come from. This is so fascinating. I, I, I heard this comedian talking about uh, talking about uh, how they, they keep on putting the Joker in the same prison, and they're like, put him in a different prison, Yeah, guys. right? Come on. <laughs> Arkham is clearly not working. <laughs> At some point, it's just like, guys, guys, have you figured out yet that we don't have a good enough budget? Just... Give us a little bit more taxes and he'll stop blowing up buildings. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't even know where to go from here. Cause so, I'm just like, can we just talk about Astro Boy more? Because that was sure. really interesting. So, so if we want to dive deep into this, you have this show and it's been going since 2011. Well, the Voice Acting Mastery Podcast is about the craft of voice acting. Okay. My mythology scholarship is on my website called Mythology and Meaning. Okay. And you can f if you go to crispinfreeman.com, there's links to all these oh, websites. Because, um, you know, people hopefully will remember my name. Um, but And the mythology and meaning, I'm actually in the process of trying to create more content. I mean, you can go to the website and you can read descriptions of the panels that I do. I usually do these as panels at conventions or film festivals or academic conferences. Okay. I'm in the process of trying to figure a way to package them online either as a podcast or some other some, like maybe video format so I can share it more broadly okay. but you can certainly go to the website and read the descriptions of my panels and whatnot. Uh, yesterday I was doing a panel with Helen McCarthy about anime monsters the creatures within and how monsters are basically a projection of our subconscious and our shadow side it's a way for our psyche to do battle with our own demons because it's very difficult it's not very visually stimulating 
to look at the synapses in your brain firing as you're trying to work out a problem. It's much easier to represent it as characters that have to battle it out. But when you realize that the characters in a story that you love are actually different aspects of your psyche battling it out to see which one is going to win, then it, 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 you can look at it and see, oh, this is me trying to figure out how to mature emotionally. This is me trying to figure out how to self-actualize. You know, do I use the force or not? Right. Do I, you know, do I uh, follow and destroy the ring or not? You know, like, what's, is it better to, does the ends justify the means or not? And so, depending on who you identify with in the story and whose argument you think makes the best sense, that's a different part of your psyche trying to work out that same problem. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's lost and then it's a Babadook. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> you gotta feed it, but yeah. it'll be okay. You gotta feed it. So I think we're probably about out of time. Yeah. I probably could listen to you talk about this stuff forever because I'm there you like go. wrapped. So uh, you're doing this mostly as panels at conventions, right? So is that gonna be mostly anime conventions? Yeah, mostly anime conventions and comic book conventions. Okay. Um, there's also a trailer on my mythology website that sort of talks about the presentations. Okay. There's also, I try to include, there's a video there where I talk with a friend of mine about uh, vampires and zombies. Okay. He's a big zombie fan. I obviously have played a lot of vampires. And so we talk about the mythological influences on vampires and zombies and okay. how they function and how they work. So there's a clip from that YouTube interview that we did. Okay. Um, so, you know, I try to compile as much stuff, but hopefully I'll be able to have more content in the future. So the big thing is go to your website to yeah. check out the content. That's where we can find these uh, this yeah. information on the mythology and the voice acting. Yeah, if you podcast. go to crispinfreeman.com, uh, on the first page it says if you're interested in voice acting, here's a link to voiceactingmastery.com. Perfect. If you're interested in my mythology, here's a link to mythologyandmeaning.com. Awesome. Cool. Crispinfreeman.com. Yeah, yep. for sure. And thank you for so much for, for chatting with us. Yeah. Um, I know we didn't have a super long time and we have some beeping in the background. There is. All yeah. kinds of we're stuff. All, we're on. slaves to lip flap. That's basically <laughs> my career. Beep. 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 Pretty much. Here at my sleep. Thank you so much. Thank you. No problem. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday. On iTunes. Google Play. Stitcher. Buzzsprout. Or wherever you get your podcasts from. And hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.